Support for Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Hello and welcome to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts, information for and about veterans. Today, host Bill Hodges has a conversation with radio and television personality Montel Williams. Montel Williams started out in the Marine Corps and was selected to attend the United States Military Academy. He was commissioned as an ensign and spent in excess of 22 years in the Navy. Like many of us, he feels a need to give back to those who serve. His very successful media career has led him to a new show, Military Makeover. He works with both local and national supporters to update the homes of former military personnel to make sure they have a safe, clean, and beautiful place to live. Continue listening to hear where and when these projects are being done and how you can see the results of his and his partner's efforts. Here now is Bill Hodges with Veterans Corner Radio on Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges. Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner Radio. We have a very special guest with us today. He has a tremendous history as far as the U.S. military is concerned, but we're going to be talking about something that he's doing for veterans right now. And first, let's get a little bit of background on Montel Williams. Thank you for being on the program. Thanks a lot for having me, sir. I understand that you started out as a Marine, and I guess a Marine is always a Marine. Always a Marine, absolutely. I just I just happened to spend some time in, in our sister branch of the service, which is the Navy. You know, it's kind of exciting to watch someone like yourself start out as a slick sleeve in the Marines and then achieve as much as you did. Can you tell us a little bit about your story of going in the Marines and how you ended up in the U.S. Military Academy, actually the Naval Academy? Sure. I enlisted in the Marine Corps back uh, at the end of the Vietnam conflict. I'm dating myself a little bit right now, but I enlisted in 1973 on a delayed injury program. And then I went away to boot camp after graduating from high school. Uh, I enlisted in the Marine Corps, and initially my MOS for was communications electronics. However, as soon as I got out of boot camp and I went to my first duty station, which was 29 Palms, California, when I got there, I arrived at a time when there was a shortage of some troop handlers. And so they were delaying my schooling and asked me if I would stay on as a troop handler for a while. So I did so and excelled at that job. I graduated from boot camp and got a meritorious promotion to PFC. And then when I got out to 29 Palms, I got another meritorious promotion to Lance Corporal, which got me called into my CEO's office. And he said, you know, you really shouldn't be hanging out here with us enlisted guys. Maybe you might be interested in going to this place called Annapolis. I said, well, Annapolis, that was right down the street from where I grew up. And he said, but you know what? You've been out of the service, out of high school now for a year. So they don't normally take guys from the service uh, enlisted straight into the Naval Academy. You got to go to this thing that's called the Naval Academy Prep School, which I did. I went to in Newport, Rhode Island, went there and Ended up prep school with 40 other Marines and 
Only 19 of us graduated. Only nine of us got appointments to the academy, and only four of us graduated from the wow. academy. So there's a 90% attrition rate when I graduated from the academy. And unfortunately, we know now what I didn't know then, but back then, I went through a very serious medical problem right before graduation, which now in hindsight, we kind of know is probably was the beginning of an illness that I have, which is MS. But at the time, nobody knew what it was. And that put me on a medical hold. And I was, because of some medical deficiencies, I was not allowed to go full line officer. So I had to select a duty, uh, a job, and I selected, they would take me into the Navy. I couldn't go back in the Marine Corps because my vision was incorrect, was not correctable with 2020. So I went into the Navy, MPQ, but became a special duty intelligence officer, cryptologic specialty, and got commissioned as a Naval officer and then went on to achieve the rank of E4 in the Marine Corps, went on to achieve the rank of O4 in the Navy before I got out. And um I literally, I went to the Defense Language Institute and studied Russian, got a degree in Russian, went to the National Cryptologic School at the National Security Agency, got a degree in cryptology, and then um, went on to serve as a direct support cryptologic officer on board enough service ships that give me over 340 days of service ship time. And I did so also on submarines, got over 300 days under the water on submarines. One of the things that I've seen in the military myself and even today, is that you may go in as one thing, but if they see your potential, my granddaughter went in and they immediately said, hey, this kid's smart, sent her off to Monterey to also learn Russian. And now she's a Russian interpreter working for NSA. It's absolutely outstanding. I spent uh, almost my entire time on active duty station at NSA, the National Security Agency at Fort Meade, Maryland. They They're at Fort Gordon. Was that? They're at Fort Gordon. You were. Uh, I was at Fort Meade. Fort Meade, right? Yep, at Fort Meade, and I deployed out of Fort Meade for the Navy. I was. Uh, I deployed during Grenada. It was really kind of funny. I always laugh about this. I mean, I just graduated from the Defense Language Institute for Russian, and they sent me on a service ship <laughs> down to Nicaragua, El Salvador, then crossed through the Panama Canal, invaded. You know, when we uh, invaded Grenada. Uh, so I, I always laugh about that. I mean, I, I got a degree in Russian to go off and deal with Spanish issues. Not to mention, you also studied Mandarin Chinese. I did that at the Naval Academy. That was my language at the Academy. So that's the reason why I was able to enter at the uh, Defense Languages Institute after graduation. It's great. After you got out of the military, you did a lot of things. Motivational speaking, which I did for a period of years. And you helped a lot of people. What did it make you feel like to do that? I started a program that was called Reach the American Dream. And I um, literally spoke in about 1,500 high schools across the country, colleges, universities, talking to young people about staying away from, from negative youth trends. I, I, it's very rewarding. I mean, I, I look back at it now. I mean, I literally have people walk up to me all the time and say that I'm part of the reason for their success because when I came to school back in the day, they remembered my speech and that's what motivated them to go on and go to college. So I'm very, very happy with the fact that I was able to contribute. Well, you know, that's really why I wanted you to tell your story, because there are a lot of people out there who could do more, who aren't doing anything. And one of the things you're doing today is the military makeovers that you're doing. And that's the reason we had you on the program primarily to talk about that. Can you give me a background on what you're doing with that? 
Yeah, I mean, I think, well, you know, one of the things is since I took my uniform off officially, I've really never taken it off. I'm a board member for Fisher House. I uh, am involved in multiple initiatives to help our uh, soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, Coast Guardmen. When it comes to PTSD, I'm involved in a protocol that's called RTM, which is Reconsolidation of Traumatic Memories, which is a protocol that is one of only two in the world that is considered a cure for PTSD. Wow. In less than five, five to 10 hours, it can completely remit all the symptoms of PTSD and has done so for some people for over a year. Um, it's been validated, peer-reviewed study. I'm also involved in another protocol with a neuromodulation device that helps for traumatic brain injury. And I'm also involved in with uh, the former secretary of the VA, Secretary Shulkin. He just started a program based on a program that he had introduced at the Walter Reed and in the VA for chronic pain, because so many of our veterans suffer from chronic pain. And I'm also involved in a protocol that uh, allows our veterans to have access to all of their imaging without having to have and carry around discs and things. So I've been involved and I've stayed involved. And part of the reason why is because, you know, unfortunately, we don't do as much as we need to do for the least of us. And I say that when I talk about the least of us being our military servicemen and women who literally are less than 1% of this entire nation's population that put a uniform on to protect the rights of all of us. And we don't do enough in recognizing what they've done, what they've lived through, their sacrifices. So I try to be involved in every aspect of that that I can. I'm getting involved in a very new protocol for utilizing other plant-based compounds to help relieve some of the symptoms of PTSD for our veterans. So so what brought you to military makeovers? Well, I was going to tell you that. It was a very, very interesting. Uh, about four years ago, that show had been in existence already on the air. And if you remember Army Early, who was the, you know, the gunny that in all the movies and, you know, he was the, the team leader as I am now for military makeover and was having some medical difficulties and had to step away from the show. And he had asked, you know, some of the members of the show asked, well, who would you like to see come in to maybe fill the void that you had? And he suggested it'd be me. And the second that they reached out to me and asked me that, I jumped at the opportunity because good suggestion. Well, it was an opportunity to do more than just say thank you for your service. It's an opportunity to give back, and not just give back in a handout, but give back in a hand up. What we do is we literally have nominated. There are veterans who own their own homes who are nominated to us, and then we go through a selection process, and then. If they qualify, we go in and literally make their homes over from the ground up. Sometimes it requires, you know, just paint, floors, walls, furniture. Other times we've done everything from complete landscaping to full roofs, floors, walls, you name it. And one of the things that the show does that's really very interesting is that we do an entire home makeover in 10 days. Wow. Um, you know, here in Florida where you can't find a contractor. Well, I tell you something, we do it all over the country. Um, I've been in Florida. We've been in St. Louis. We've been, uh, we just finished a home in Riverview, uh, Florida. It's right We're, down the street from me, by the way. There you go. That's the Clark family. Uh, we just finished their home and just gave that home back to them. And that uh, show will start airing the third week of March through April. And what we do is we do 
one family a quarter, and we divide that family up into four to six shows. And they air every Friday morning on Lifetime at 7.30 a.m. And so we just finished the Clark family, and we are getting ready to do a family in Jupiter, Florida. And then we come out of that family and we go in the third quarter into Indiana. So um, we are always looking for our families and veterans that are deserving. And, you know, we can reach to any of your, your listeners can nominate a family if they have one uh, that they know of just by going up on militarymakeover.tv and filling out the knowledge process. Do you work with any of the people? Uh, I just had uh, Jason Latona, the VA chief of special adaptive housing. Do you work with them at all? We don't work with them directly, but if we have a, a veteran who has special needs in his home, we have a home designer and a lady by the name of Jennifer Bertrand, who is very, very steeped in making sure that, you know, we've done a home recently where we have a veteran who spends most of his evenings, though he's on two prosthetics throughout the day, uh, he spends most of the evening in his wheelchair in his home. And one of the things that's so simple, this seems to be to me, but not so simple to lots of other people is that counter heights sometimes don't actually support a person in a wheelchair. So what we or did in the bathroom, trying to get up, and shit, trying to Correct. get close to the counter. Correct. So we go in and modify the doorways, modify the access to areas in the home that make it easier for them. And for those who aren't physically disabled, you know, we like to say that we kind of turn their house into a forever home by bringing in and bringing out some of the things that they've always wanted to have in their home that they didn't have to begin with, we we're able to do it for them. We're getting ready to start a family called the Ziggler family in Jupiter, Florida. And it is a family that they have a very nice home, but, you know, there's been a honey-do list there for the last, you know, four or five years. And we go in and we will take care of that. We, uh, we paint the outside. We do the ex- the landscaping, we may move walls, we may modify the kitchen, we listen to what the veteran and their family's needs are. And then Jennifer Bertrand, who's a really unbelievable developer and, you know, our designer, she goes in and designs around the needs of the family. Then we have another host who's our other co-host, who's Art. Art literally reaches out to the community and gets the entire community involved. We have volunteers from fire department, from other veterans organizations that come in and actually do all the hammer swinging, nailing, roofing, you name it. And um, it becomes a community event. And that's how we get it done so quickly and get it done so proficiently. I was going to ask you, do you have volunteers who are, are roofing companies and things like that, that Absolutely. volunteer their time and come in and do something? Not only do they volunteer their time, but they come in. Art Edmonds is one of the people who reason why they do this, but they come in and they volunteer, but they donate all of the materials. So we can have an entirely brand new roof put on the home or brand new floors put on the home. We get furniture from local furniture stores that are free, or we get some for stores that we then Jen does her heavy work on and, and remodels and reconfigures to fit that better at home. So Yes, we have, not only do we have volunteers that do the painting, do the hammering, do the nailing, but we have businesses in the local area that step up to the plate and donate, you know, the supplies that we use to get the job done. Maybe next year, another year, or even that following, you might be going into a particular area. Is there a way that a contractor could say to you today, hey, look, 
you know, if you come into our area, please contact us because we'd like to help. Without a doubt, all they have to do is go up on militarymakeover.tv. Not only can you nominate a potential family, but they can also volunteer their services. And it's really interesting. The reason why we're going into Indiana in the third quarter is because we've had a major company step up and say, look, we want to be your lead sponsor. And they're going to donate lots of the materials that we're going to use to get the job done. And we'll find a family up there deserving and get the job done. And when I say companies that donate materials, I mean, we've had entire backyards done where we've had to put in, you know, uh, support walls. One of the families that we we had done, not that the price tag is it's important, but, you know, there's a landscaping company came in and did about $35,000 worth of landscaping to this person's backyard wow. just to shore up their yard. And then we've had things done like, you know, major construction done to some homes where there's been some load bearing walls that have had some issues. And at the end of the day, that construction cost is multi tens of thousands of dollars, yet companies actually donate the supplies and the time and the manpower to get it done. For those of you that might have tuned in a little late, my guest today is Montel Williams. And Montel is here talking about military makeovers, where they go in and help veterans and their families refurbish their homes. From the ground up. And it's really, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's so rewarding when, you know, we get a chance like uh, this past Monday, a week ago, Monday, I was in uh, up in your neck of the woods up there in Riverview and, and gave the keys back to a family. And, you know, this is after we put them up in a hotel for, you know, or at their friend's house for, uh, and that was one of the, the most ambitious ones that we've done because we did that entire makeover in eight days. But eight day, they're gone for eight days. We don't let them see their property. And then they come back and they walk in the front door and it's like, you know, Christmas. <laughs> I guess it would be. Yeah, because I mean, we, we really did a, a tremendous job in remodeling this home and reconfiguring this home. And, you know, the kids get involved in it and family gets involved in it. And it's just incredible to see the looks on the faces and the smiles and, you know, the tears. And they understand that it's not just a thank you for your service. It's doing something about it. One more time. How do they contact you if they want to get on the list? or to nominate people? They can nominate themselves. They can nominate other people. And they can also volunteer to help just by going up on militarymakeover.tv. Militarymakeovers.tv. It's important that .tv. So many of us are used to .com. Right. And also, you know, if you want to watch the show, check it out. You can check it out every uh, Friday morning at 730 on Lifetime. Well, Montel Williams, thank you so much for your military service, but even more so for what you're doing for the vets at home. Only 7% of the people in the United States ever served in uniform, and that's a pretty small number. And many of those just need help, and you're doing it, and thank you so much for it. Absolutely, sir. No, thank you. It's an honor and a joy for me to be able to put smiles on our veterans' faces and make them understand that their sacrifice was not for naught. And I mean, it was for something good. And then we like to show them our appreciation. Well, my radio audience can't see the smile on my face right now, but I just love these good news programs. It is so wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Bill Hodges. This has been Veterans Corner Radio. You're unique, you're special, and you're great. Tell yourself so often because you are, you know, and we'll be back very soon with another show. 
You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and are opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner. Before we go, here's a quick final thought. Why not take a minute to follow or mark Veterans Corner radio podcasts as a favorite? It's easy, and you'll be among the first to be notified when new episodes of the podcast are released. And thanks for listening to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts.